Hello and welcome back to Running the Gauntlet. I am your host, Chris Laws, after a quite a long hiatus with me as always my partner in crime and co-host Chris Kennedy and today with us is James Straw. What's from, up James? From the last one? From the last one? <laughs> from the last one? I don't, Podcast. I, I don't remember who the we... Video one. Uh, the, I only remembered a few people that we've actually had. A whopping here. 69 views on YouTube. I don't think... And I, it's been exactly a year because it was Pharaoh's pre-release night and it is now <laughs> Cards of Fire pre-release night. So, <laughs> exactly a year. Well, life happens, I guess. It's here. Well, <laughs> Straw, are you here? Yeah, <laughs> I was. I, I wasn't here. We lost Harrison and Gay Travis, though. I, I don't know. I don't know if that was. He a, just doesn't show up here anymore. I, I don't know if that was a fair trade, though. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it has been a uh, a year. It has been a long time. Uh, a year, guys. A year. It's been a year. <laughs> I, I can count. <laughs> like I can totally count. I don't like how this thing keeps skipping the silence. <laughs> it's not. It's not. See, every time it says skipping silence and somebody opens their mouth, it switches back to reporting. But I don't. But I don't care about that. Like I don't. I just. I want them to hear your dumbass silences because you can't think of anything smart to say, which is most of the time. I'm gonna silence my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. I don't think people want to hear that. For all of you guys that play Cards Against Humanity, this would be girls that always sting. Yes. Wish I knew what that was. I haven't played Magic in like we're, we're here every, Magic. four months. We're here every Monday. I know, but I haven't even played Magic in like three, four months. So I, I didn't. I don't think I ever played with any card that was outside of Theros. <laughs> <laughs> that we were completely and terribly wrong on, by the way. Yeah, we were wrong about. I, I went back and rewatched that episode. But we were wrong. just to, just to bump us into the seventies on the views, but. We, we we were wrong about everything, and we apologize, guys, to to all sixty nine of you that actually watched it. If that was sixty nine, to be fair, all the times views. I edited it, for some reason, YouTube, when you first put up a video, every time you click on it, it'll count it as a view, even though it's the same IP. Oh, so we only had like thirty people. <laughs> like the first fifteen or twenty views was me going in and editing things. Oh, so we only had like forty. Eventually, eventually, like a day or two after the video went up, it stopped counting my IP address as individual views and leveled out. Oh, well, that's awesome. Even less people watch And I haven't video. heard from Chewy on the actual audio listens, but I'm hoping it's somewhere in the 3,000s as usual. I'm hoping it's somewhere above I haven't the 60s. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually got the numbers from Chewy. Well, I... I because well, Chewy. I well, hell, I haven't talked to Chewy in months either. I, it's I've, been a long I've time. I've talked to Chewy, just not about our numbers, because there haven't really been numbers to check. Anymore. Well, I've, I've talked to Jack a few times, but nothing other than that. Um, um, yeah, I saw Chewy. I've talked to Chewy several times. I last saw Chewy at Grand Prix Richmond. Mm. He was doing his questions thing. I, I don't know if they went up yet or not, and I don't even remember them. But he definitely got me right after round one. Like I was wondering, like he was in. I can't remember who he was talking to. He was talking to somebody right in front of the judges station. I was walking up to turn in my result, and he just looks at me. Who are you? And I said, the luckiest <laughs> motherfucker in the room. <laughs> Oh, I, I I'm just, pretty sure he's going to edit that out when it finally goes up. He's like, who the hell are you? I'm like, the luckiest motherfucker in this room. Well, And then I told the story of how my opponent, I'm mulligan to six, burn against American. I'm mulligan to six on the play. My opponent snap keeps a seven. Plays a mana leak and then dies. <laughs> I love Who it. am I? The luckiest motherfucker in the room. <laughs> oh man, how'd you get how'd you get away with game two? 
Same uh, thing. I lost game two. I won game one. How, well, how'd you get away with game three? No, 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 no. I won game two because I was on the play. No, 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 no. I was on the play. I was, uh, I was on the play, so I lost game two. Uh, I won game one. He didn't know what I was up to, and oh. he kept a hand that wasn't really good against your dead on turn four. Well, but I just I just don't see how you win game three when he knows what your plan is. He and played a mana leak and died. <laughs> I don't know why he kept. Oh, no, 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 never mind. He played... He he played, right. No, no, he played an engineered explosives on one, but all it did was took out a goblin god. Like his oh. plan was, I have engineered explosive for his one drops, air quote. <laughs> so I just, I mean, I, I had a couple of spark elementals in my hand, but I just held them until he popped it on the goblin god and then unloaded the spark elementals. There you go. That's those will those will get there. <laughs> get off your phone. Hey, I said I was silencing it because girls text. I didn't say I was going to not respond every once in a while. Oh, you're actually talking to girls now? Yeah, I don't know where you've been the last, I don't know. Hold on, I'm doing Trinity math. <laughs> Two, five. Fifteen years? Might want to, like, minus a few. Uh, probably see, wrong. See, when you say talking to girls, my head hears it as talking to humans. Because you don't, you don't seem to find a gender relevant when talking to people. That is true. <laughs> well, I mean, when it comes to think how I think about them... Women are a little bit more important when it comes to how I treat them and talk to them. It really. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's get to it, shall we? So we've got um, got a lot. Uh, I'm sure that most of you have probably been reading articles, watching videos, listening PB, to other podcasts. He did his pre-release primer again. Yeah. That actually made me change my mind about what clan I'm going to be tonight. Um, that doesn't happen very often. Usually PV agrees with me. This time um, he convinced me that I was wrong. Honestly, if, if I do end up pre-releasing, I I have an idea of what I'll be, but since I haven't looked in the spoilers, look at the spoilers in a while or sat down and done my number crunching like I normally do. I will help you out. Well, I was thinking... Jump. No, PV's order was junk, rug, Mardu, like uh, and then the other two were terrible. When he he put them in an order, but I can't remember which one. <laughs> I, think, I think he put Jeskai last. Really, I think American was last, huh? Because I, I, I looking through all the the spoilers as it came out, I really I was really kind of liking Red uh, the, I mean, rug a lot. The basic idea is play junk. And if you have to play Rug, you can play Rug. If you ha- really, really have to be Mardu, then pray your pull is aggressive. <laughs> and then you shouldn't be the other two clans, even if you have to be. <laughs> you should just play something else. <laughs> um, but uh, I think since, I mean, obviously we are recording this on pre-release night, so anything that we have on sealed will be irrelevant by the time this goes up because, as you all know, Chris Kennedy is lazy, and it'll probably take him a week to get this up. So by Friday, we should have something up for you. Now, that being said... Welcome to the release primer. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even going to talk about the release primer. We're just going to we're just gonna cut straight into... What people want to talk about. News standard. News standard. And we're going to try to be better than we were for last new standard. Yes. Or, or or maybe maybe we'll talk about a little bit of news too. I mean if you know in news. case anybody hasn't heard. The community team won. 
the community. I forgot about the community cup, honestly. I didn't even watch. Oh, God. Uh, Nate, Nate Holt was one of the judges for Iron Root Chef, but he did it in character. And he just completely trashed people. If you oh. haven't seen it, it is on YouTube. Mm. By on the way, YouTube channel. By the way, for those of you who don't know, we are recording this on National Talk Like a Pirate Day. So Is it? In honor our... Fuck off. We be, we be talking like pirates. I'm here. editing this out. No, no, you're not. I like pirates. Do you, do you not like pirates? Uh, they're a little too 18th century for me. A little too 18th century. I wish they would do a pirate set. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Arg, I'd be playing the ship captain. <laughs> Have an artifact called the peg leg. <laughs> See, the problem with a pirate set is the Arg would probably be a keyword. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. Let's just hope it's not an unset where you have to actually say arg as you cast the spell. Yes. I would anyway. The bonus. I would anyway. Anything, anything that is keyworded with arg, I would say it anyway. I would talk the whole game like a pirate. Every game. Just be fun. I mean, because, you know, they don't care about... They care enough about flavor to give us more story that they're not going to release any details about. They they do love their flavor, even if there aren't novels. Well, even <laughs> even without novels, what, what the hell else are they put, putting up except the occasional story article I, or, like, world-building article on the mothership? I, like, I don't care. Like, I don't... I don't know anything about... I've never really been the flavor guy. The, the only thing I know about Theros is that uh, Elspeth killed Xanagos. That's it. <laughs> That's all I, I know. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't even know. Did you not see the card art for Deicide? <laughs> I don't look at Cardo. I read the... There's, see, there's a little box under the, art, the words. It <laughs> tells you how to win games. Well, it doesn't tell you how to win games. It just tells you what the card does. So you can win games. What was the last time somebody conceded because your art was clearly superior to theirs? I don't know. I've, seen them, I've, I've actually seen people concede for punny deck names. I was... Uh, it was... What was it? I think it was... Uh, it was Scar's Innistrad block. I forget who it was, but I saw somebody... I was watching a game somebody was playing um, a snapcaster deck playing white sun zenith <laughs> and he goes what's your de-? I didn't hear what the deck was called before he's like what's your the other guy was like what's your deck called snapcaster yep. I can see because that's funny <laughs> <laughs> That's so that actually really, happened. Really terrible. Any any really of our terrible. listeners that knows who that was or where that happened, please let us know because I would like to call them out officially. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but anywho, let's uh, new standard. So first of all, fetch lands. Can See, we were supposed to argue about fetch lands, but I've actually semi changed my you know. Oh, really? Did 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 I change your mind, or did somebody else change your mind? For uh, me? Thinking changed my mind, not completely. <laughs> and this is dying, so we need to find an outlet. Okay, so right there. yeah, there's one right there. My, but I don't think it's the cable's not going to reach that far. We're going to have to go down there near the apocalypse poster. Near the apocalypse poster. <laughs> go And we're back. <laughs> so if. Just to uh, give you guys a little context here, we are recording this from Chris Kennedy's phone because I came here right after work and wasn't able to get my laptop. So, <laughs> if the audio quality is crappy, it is because Chris Kennedy assured me and that it would be good and he and is the audio quality is be better. <laughs> it's because we're not on Laws' laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess that is fair. Um, 
I guess the first thing to, to I've talk never in about, my life seen a computer work after a duct taped together charger was plugged into it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't duct tape. It was electrical tape. Get it right. So? I have since upgraded, so we're okay. I have the Alienware 14. Ah, so which is slightly better than the Alienware 13? And a half. And a half. <laughs> Whatever. Speaking of and a half, have you guys seen The Sims 4 yet? Mm-mm. EA no. decided it would be a good idea to release The Sims 2.5. And call it The Sims 4. <laughs> oh, is that so? They're like, what do people like about Sims 3? Well, it's open world and you can go to stores and buy stuff. Yeah, let's get rid of that. <laughs> uh, you you can actually drive to work and people pick you up. Yeah, yeah let's get rid of that. Uh, yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty terrible. Um, yeah. We were talking about something before the phone started dying. What was it? I, we were actually going to talk about magic, but, you know, whatever. Let's not do that. Listen to us talk about magic. Um, there are other podcasts for magic. Well, and if that's the case, then I have plenty of things we could talk about. I am looking We should at, probably talk about magic. Honestly, I'm looking at this pre-release poster. Really? I'm looking at the police siren on the other side of the pre-release poster. It looks like somebody robbed the convenience store again. No, I, I didn't even notice that, but I'm looking at this pre-release poster for M14, the Chandra one. Yeah. And I just like how... She has four eyes. <laughs> Actually, all of them, because I didn't realize it was the same thing on both yeah. sides. So they're all mirrored, yeah. and it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like the sun the sun is shining through the poster, and it's revealing the front and the back at the same time. So, like, Chandra has, like, two half faces merged together, but the she has, she like, has two four arms. She has, like, yeah, she has four arms. She has, like, two tiny eyes right above her nose. And then two regular eyes. <laughs> That'd be some neat card art. <laughs> Twin cast. <laughs> There you go. That's the new art for Morphling. <laughs> I kind of like the two Avacins facing each other. Yeah, that is kind of cool. I mean, even though it does kind of have a sigil of the Empty Thrones feel to it. Yeah. The only one that looks kind of normal is the Nicol Bolas up there for 2013. Yeah. Because... It just looks like he's being double teamed now. Yeah, he is getting double teamed, but he's still he's still taking them. There's, there's no way they're surviving that fight. Because he's Nicol Bolas. That's what he does. <laughs> oh, standard talking rat aristocrat. Yeah. I remember that card. Yeah, when it was actually good. But anyway, but that's not a pre-release poster. That's a launch party poster. Launch party. <laughs> One of Wizard's wonderful ideas. And James Straw decides to throw up single fingers that no so, one can see. So instead of talking about new decks, instead of talking, let's talk about actual new standard, the new rotation format. I like it. Most people I do. do. I do. I mean, it cleans up a whole lot of stuff. It, 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 it went over a lot better than the new Pro Tour schedule. Yes. Yes. But the do. only time in the history of Magic the Gathering, Wizards of the Coast admitted they were wrong. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They've admitted they They've admitted they were wrong about, about you. cards, but yeah. not about uh, organized play decisions. Well, they're always right about organized play decisions. I, I suppose we canceled right worlds, that. and you hate it, but we're right. <laughs> We canceled modern pro tours, and you said we were wrong. We canceled and magic. You were right. <laughs> we canceled magic weekends, and you hated that, but we were still right. We canceled states, and you hated it, 
but we didn't have to admit we were wrong because Star City took over. <laughs> yeah, so Star City is just doing all of their states now. They're just not called states. They're called Star City events. No, they're called states. Star City has a state championship program. So oh, really? TCG player. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, TCG player is actually really carrying the banner now with standard, limited, and modern states in every state every year. Oh, no kidding. Well, I've been out of it for a while then. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure that's not new news. No, no more foil uh, neuter vaults to top eight. Mm. But, you know, an invite to the 50K. Yeah, that, that kind of makes up for it yeah. in a way. Um, honestly. It's a travel package and an invite to the 50K. Hmm, interesting. It's a first. Second just gets an invite. <laughs> but, uh, Get there your damn self. But uh, I do, I do like, I do like the new, um, the, the new block rotation. It looks like it's going to be the only, the only thing that's going to be a little clunky is going from cons to, to the new rotation. Yeah, to, to the I mean, new there's, rotation. Really, there's no other way to do it. Well, yeah, they that, that's what the, the article that I read about it said. They, they yeah, said there's that really no way around it. Instead of like, go ahead and get it out of the way now, trying to design yet another I mean, it's gonna three feel, set block. It's going to feel the same minus the core set because the way rotation goes now is you. Have have three set. You have a block, three set block, core set, three set block, core set, and then yeah. core set and three set block goes away. So you lose four sets and you get a set. Well, but the, but the thing about it is like the so th- you're going from three sets and a core set new set to three mm-hmm. sets no core set new set. Yeah. So you're down just the core set in the original but, transition. Uh, but my. My biggest thing is like the the whole reason that they were talking about doing away with core sets in the first place was because nobody really cared and you know they you know not enough there weren't enough new players every year to justify designing a block specific or designing a set specifically for them but on the other hand it, it kind of opens up to where now new players they're they're making it a little more, just a little bit more difficult on them to make it easier on everyone else. I mean, they could still do duels of the planeswalkers, but but the thing is, is like that's not something in cardboard. Like no. new players aren't gonna like it. They're gonna want to come to a shop and try something out before going and spending fifteen dollars on an online game that they're rarely gonna be able to play with anybody. It's ten. Well. It's ten. Nobody would pay fifteen dollars when there's magic. Well, I, I don't know because I don't pay for them anyway. <laughs> I'm a pirate. Arr. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of that, Duels Fifteen was actually okay. Really good. I, I actually enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed being able to actually build. I might as well pirate them because I never pick up the promo. <laughs> I know, right? It's like the fourth year in a row I have not picked up my promo. But, uh, but, as, but as far as as the the rotation goes, I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun being able to get this this same excitement over a new set, over a new world, and and all this yeah, twice I mean, a year and, instead, instead of just of, once. Yeah, and, I mean, and then that way Christmas the, in September, we now get Christmas as a year. Well, right? not only that, but like like they were they were talking about. The, the third set being just, you know, kind of bland or just, you know, yeah. gap filler. The only, or the only thing like that, that I haven't heard anybody raise questions on is the Pro Tour schedule works now because it's now standard, modern, standard, standard. Whereas it was always standard at the beginning, then modern for the second set, and then block for the third. Yeah. But now we have standard for the first set, modern for the second set, and then standard for the first set, and standard for the second set. Well, okay. So... Well, here, here. Ah. Or what they, or what they might do is, um, I, I don't know if 
if I mean, they thought modern only played in half the blocks. Well, I honestly, I well, the reason it's, why it just is seems awkward. A lot of I can imagine it seems awkward it, to not have awkward. to have two to have two standard pro tours in one block and then only have one standard pro tour in in the other block. Yeah, that is it seems awkward. That does seem awkward. But from the modern so standpoint of it all, mod- you can't have half the pro tours being modern. But but another That's thing just is not where they want to be. But the, the reason that it makes it awkward is because you have to fit a modern pro tour in somewhere. Yes. But modern doesn't change enough, make you want to have one of two a year. Good. One of the year is good. But then, but then that raises the question. If yeah, we're going to have four pro tours, if we're going to have four pro tours, where are we going to fit this one in? Yeah. What would be perfect, honestly, would be to do a modern pro tour smack dab in the middle of pro tour standard and next block yeah. standard. No, like, think, have five pro tours for the year, do standard, standard, modern, sets. standard, standard. There's only four sets. No, but what I'm saying is do Just standard. create a pro tour? Create without a, a, without a set release, just call it pro tour modern? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, they've done a lot of other dumb shit in organized play. Why, why stop but now? But they were never wrong until now. But but it, that's what I'm saying. Like, why... why it, it doesn't make sense <laughs> to... Like like you said, it just it just feels awkward, and I think there's a better way to do it. It's just uh, all of the ideas that I have to do it involve doing things that Wizards does not want to do, like give away extra prize money. Well, <laughs> yeah, or give players what they want for organized play. That that's something that they've seemed to be against. But um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a whole lot of fun. Uh, Flavor fans, I really hope that if part of their, I, I really hope that the comment that was made in the article that part of this is or they're looking at it from a kind of flavor perspective too you know to keep to keep planes from getting stale to keep storylines from getting stale that they start releasing more flavor based content yeah, but they also to, have to either create new planes or take us back to planes we've already been to which kind of fits into the well, stale but, thing you're like really well, again weren't we just there five sets ago but here's the here's the thing about that though in the article if you didn't notice said that they've got if they did one block a year they had planned enough like you know flavor stuff enough planes or returns for the next 10 years plus easy which gives us the next 5 years plus now that there are two blocks a year yeah but what i'm saying is, is they still have all of that all of that flavor yeah, but what content happens when that flavor runs out they're always going to have more like they they have world building panels twice a year yeah so i mean but, and, and but they're not what they're i'm not, saying is there is a there is a finite amount of creativity inside of wizards and that could last for a long time but by taking it from one block a year to two you're then halving but here's the thing that we're we're under the we're under the assumption that um, this is not coming from anything that has come from wizards from the r&d team from anything this is just my theory that all of this flavor content especially post flavor fans know what the mending is post mending which was time spiral block right right before lorwin everything everything that has come out post that has been so all over the place there's no way that one single group of people has been able to come up with all of these vastly different planes. And also, we have a lot of inspiration to draw on from um, 
from future site cards. We have a lot of inspiration to draw on from plane chase planes. There are a lot of planes in plane chase that we've never that we haven't seen. How how many times can you go to a new place that feels new? I can think. Hey, welcome to Tarkir. That's a place ruled by warlords, and everybody goes, "Hey, this kind of looks like champions." Well, okay. There, there are a couple of planes that I can think of. Well, one of them with cons coming out kind of gets knocked off my list. But there is one plane that just from just from like art or just from the the plane card itself is uh, Vren. I don't, I don't know if you remember that plane from Plane Chase, but like that would be that. That seems like just what I imagine it could be. Seems like somewhere I'd like to go. And even though like they say cons feels like champions, it does. But in a way, like it only feels like champions to people who haven't done any looking into what the actual what what the actual setup it's not, for it's this not a is. Thing. It's more of a feel thing. It's like warlords and warriors. But the, but the thing is, and but the thing about it is like but you have to look at you have to look at the context of it all because like yeah it is all that but these war, like all of these warring tribes it has to do with extinct dragons yeah and the flavor's there I'm not saying it's not I'm but, just but saying what you, but what you look it's at, not completely original is the fact that it kind of feels like but it only Kamigawa. it only it only feels like Kamigawa to you because you're just looking at creature types but how many how many people People actually are like you that look into the flavor. Most people just want to play. Magic. Well, I'm just well, uh, all of this, all of this discussion right here is coming from a flavor standpoint. Yeah, like, like honestly, just looking at what they said in the article about where they wanted, most, what they wanted to do with flavor. most magic players wouldn't even mind if flavor went away, if planes went away. Just print cards in block formats. Like, give us a few keywords, give us a slight feel to what the format's going on, but flavor, you know... But you also gotta, you also gotta look at it this way. Flavor kind of ties everything together for most well, not only does players, it, but not it doesn't only does really it tie, matter. Not only does it tie everything together and make it a little more synergistic, like, even though cons, cons was a bottom, is a bottom-up block. You want to explain that to people that don't really know what we're talking about? Because I, I've go read about you, this. You, you go ahead. You, you go ahead I think it. you can do it better. Because you really are the type of person that thinks about this a lot more than I do. Okay, I, I can't remember exactly exactly which is which. Honestly, like I, I know the concepts, but I don't know which All right, is which. Start okay. with the concepts, and I'll correct you if I think you're wrong. Okay, so top down is looking at the entire set as a whole, like looking at the entire set, or maybe like a cube or something as a whole, and then trying to make everything cohesive to what that yeah. what that whole like, design is. That an you example want. example would be sort of like we need one more creature with prowess. We need we need a blue creature that fits like you're building the card knowing you're building you're building the cards around what you want the set to be. Or is that bottom up where you're thinking I always think of bottom up and top down from from more of a illusion standpoint because my work is an illusionist. <laughs> like design, I can't think of this as like. <clears throat> For the record, we all we, we might be totally wrong, and well, feel free to correct um, us if we are. If I was working on a new mind reading routine, okay, for a mentalism performance. 
and I wanted to read somebody's mind. Bottom up would be somebody thinks of this and then I tell them what it is. Okay. Whereas top down would be I'm going to use this method to cause this to happen. How do I go about that? Well, that, that's that's what like. From from a design standpoint, uh, I mean, from, the, from working on my the terms cube, are interchangeable. I just don't have like, a lot of experience designing cars. You like, designed a cube, so maybe you could put this in my perspective. Whatever, what what I what I think I know is top down is looking at like, you look at it as though you're you have a set or you have a block, and it really is a physical block sitting on the table, right? You're looking at the top, you're looking at the surface of the set as a whole, and you're like, okay, I want the set to feel like this. I want the set to play like this. How can I design cards to make it feel that way? To make it play that way? Okay. But then, when you're looking at bottom up, you're designing you're designing things around concepts, a few <coughs> like... I feel stupid talking about this. Yeah, I don't I've know never, where you're going with this. Okay. Like for they example, sounded kind of similar to me. But like bottom, from from my understanding, bottom up always or has always been or hell, I could look it up. On, you can look it up on my phone if it'll if it has enough battery while I'm actually talking and tell me if I'm wrong. I, the only thing I know about top down, bottom up, and all that stuff from a magic standpoint is from Jerry T's book, Next Level Magic, and he's not talking about card design. He's talking about deck design. Well, I mean, card design and deck design kind of kind of looks. But if this is confusing any of you guys, there's an entire I'm, chapter of next level magic about this. Let, let me let me see. Uh, do, you, do you remember what that deck is sponsored? What what that is called? What, what that chapter might be called? Because I know he titled all of his chapters. Yeah, I don't know, but I know he goes through all four stages of deck design: top up, bottom down. But I think I, I would imagine they they apply pretty much interchangeably with. Uh, I do. Do you need skull cracks? I, I borrowed Smink skull cracks last week and left before I gave them back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why it's um, fine. It's, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. I was, okay. just, I was looking for them. But, uh, yeah. Where'd it go? <clears throat> Yeah, I was with Coates and he wanted to leave early, and I was I was one two drop. My only win was a buy. Hey, free wins. <laughs> okay, so apparently Wizards has released a couple articles on uh, top down and bottom up. Yes, awesome. I did not know that. Yeah, they continue. I, I didn't. I didn't know they did either. Yeah, if, like I said, my only knowledge comes from the Jerry T article. So, so just uh, completely, completely ignore casting. Completely ignore. Or whatever I just said, and I'm going to see what Wizards has to say about and it. And Smeek has left. <laughs> if you ever want to know how to get rid of a German, just mention microphones. <laughs> or, or Derek. <laughs> or a joke, since since Matt Matt Stone and Trey Parker determined that you people were the least funny people on earth. Yeah. Is that a you know, German joke? Actually, right? ginger joke. No, actually, it's a Jimmy Balmer joke. You yeah, were recording you, right? <laughs> All right, so they they start this article talking about the mechanical parts of the card, uh, mana cost, rarity, card type, power toughness, rules, text, and then you have the flavorful parts of a card: card name, creature types, illustration, flavor. Text. Now, let's see what they've got. Link in the show notes? Yes, I will. Link in the show notes. Link in the show notes. Um, so you've got your mechanical-driven design, which, let's see, card, 
design is fabricating the elements of previously non-existent magic card from nothingness. Since a magic card is composed of discrete parts, some of those parts are filled in before the others. And this is known as uh, a bottom-up design, which... Where the fuck did he go? <laughs> he went to go get a drink. Oh. I'm just sitting there reading. I'm just sitting here reading to myself. And then you look yep. up and he fucked off. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you. Well, that I is... Finally noticed. That is quite interesting. I, I noticed you were gone just now. Did you finish reading the paragraph? I wasn't listening to you. I rarely do. <laughs> because I was reading. So, I guess we'll wait for Chris Kennedy to get back. Why have you done that? Why have I waited for him to get back? Is it bitter? The ginger is drinking Diet Sun Kiss and eating. What are you eating? Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese? Oh, I didn't know the Swiss were bitter people. They say that people's cheese reflect their. The people of their nation. Well, I Actually, I don't know about that. I guess the Swiss are very holy. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just according to a statistic I made up for that joke. <laughs> um, well, quick commercial break then, guys. <laughs> brought to you by Swiss cheese. <laughs> this commercial break Sun-Kissed. brought to you by Swiss cheese and Diet Sunkissed, the dinner of champions. <laughs> Oh, and whatever drink Chris Kennedy decides to get, because apparently it was important enough to interrupt our podcast. <laughs> and have a conversation. And have a conversation. But we will be back shortly, guys. No, no. I, I got tired of... <laughs> this commercial break also brought to you by Rug, uh, Mug Root Beer. There's no AMW. Okay. AMW, Mike. So actually, this commercial break was brought to you by Swiss Cheese Diet Sunkiss and Mug Root Beer. Somebody finally pointed out the fact that Germans just sit around eating Swiss cheese out of a pack and drinking diet sun-kissed out of a two-liter bottle. <laughs> okay, so this... Is that a German thing or a ginger thing? Who knows? We have to consume the foodstuffs of those we hope to conquer. <laughs> the Swiss and the orange? <laughs> so if you are Swiss or orange, watch Actually, out. No, the I Germans are coming. Actually, I, I, think, I think you have that wrong. You're not eating Polish sausages. <laughs> Instead of the the British are coming, the British are coming. The Germans are coming. The gingers are coming. The gingers are coming. Okay, so then they don't want your land. They want your soul. And we're back. And we're back. Okay. So, um, according to this Wizards article, which will be linked in our show notes. I went to get a drink to get away from articles. They have... Um, I'm get another drink. Card design. Card design is from, from Wizards' right standpoint. A piece of cheese <laughs> is, is uh, divided between mechanical driven design, also known as bottom up design, or that's what I was thinking. Flavor driven design, which well, is you're looking down. Of a hole, well, you're see, looking see, I was kind of right about that. See, you're looking at instead of building like top down. Yeah. Top down is where you build mechanics to fit a world, and bottom up is where you, where you build a world to fit the mechanics you yeah. want to play. Which is exactly so I was, where I was trying to go with my. See, I was kind of right. I just didn't know how to word it. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to use an 
illusion. Like, I don't know how many people listen to us are, you know, performing stage illusionists. <laughs> but whoever out there that is, Robbie Coates gets this. <laughs> Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yes. High five. There we go. The first Robbie Coates joke of season two. <laughs> Um, but anywho, so uh, cons is a bottom-up design, which means when wizards approach this block, they approached it from a mechanical standpoint and then built the world around the mechanics that they wanted to input. Okay. I don't know where we were going with that, but I can... Uh, I don't remember, remember how this conversation started. Something about fuck wizards, you canceled worlds. <laughs> and then we said something about card design and... And there was something I, about Germans and ginger. It totally threw me off track. This is what happens when you put three dudes with ADHD around the microphone. <laughs> and this is why it's called running the gauntlet. Because, I mean, You're running the gauntlet of idiots, not cards. <laughs> it has nothing to do with playtesting the gauntlet. It has to do with... Where the fuck are we going with this? <laughs> Oh, yeah, two of them either went to Trinity or is going to Trinity. <laughs> Whatever. It is what it is, I guess. Um, but anywho, so <laughs> go away, Cody. Let's, let's let's see let's see where we see if we can't get back on track here. So new standard. We were talking about new standard. Now, I mean, this started with the whole actual new format rotation. I don't know how we got on set design. I think I think what we were what we were looking at is oh, we were discussing how many more sets they could come up, how many new worlds they could come up with. Well, exactly, because okay, and and I made the comment that that it's a bottom up. This is a bottom-up set, so so the actual world, the actual concept of cons. I love I love pork rinds, um, but anyway, the, the whole concept of cons came around. I'm not sure which, whether it was the. Thanks, I'm going to take a stab and say that what wizards Food, wanted you to can do anything in hot oil and it'll come out delicious. <laughs> that what wizards wanted to do was make a wedge set is what they wanted to do to complete the cycle of wedges from Alara. Exactly. Or to find a way to, because even though I know barely anything about the flavor yet, I imagine that the Planar Chaos Dragons possibly be the clan or tribe aligned dragons. I'll have to, I'll I have to the look. dragons were extinct. They are extinct. Now. Now. But you're saying when Planar Chaos was printed that the dragons were still on Tark here. Possibly. From from a flavor standpoint. I mean, most of you probably don't care about this, so we'll, we'll make sure in the show. Everybody shows. knows that Sarkin's the only dragon on Tark here. <laughs> Technically, he's not a dragon. He's a dragon shaman. <laughs> but anyway. Technically, that fucker flew away. Okay. What we'll do is, in the show notes, we'll put the minute, or the minute and second that the flavor discussion stops. That way, those of you who don't care can skip it. But you are going to miss a few jokes. So we got jokes and jokes and jokes. I'm going to go get a drink. Whatever. That was one of the jokes. Um, but anywho, if we're... <laughs> You're right, I don't, but you, you made it. It's a close against humanity reference. Okay, because you made a masturbation you want, you want me to share? Sure. So we were, we were playing cards against humanity. For those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, this is where pause comes into play. Pause, YouTube, cards against humanity. Yes. We were playing a game a couple weeks ago, and we were playing in reverse. So when you play in reverse, you answer white cards with black cards. Okay. So uh, the white card, the force got 
got fucked up. And somebody answered it with the black card. What's been making life difficult at the newest college? I pointed off in the distance. I said, hey, look, over there, over there. And I started making a masturbation. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. And now every time the force pops up in conversation, hey, look, over there. Look. That was my Oh, I don't remember how I guess I need to start playing cards against humanity. I have this thing where I make answers funnier even if they're not mine. <laughs> like, I don't know how many points I've you're lost. Like, you're like I, the, uh, I made a good joke about somebody else's you're answer. Like the, you're like the Seth Rogen of the card shop. What you say isn't actually funny. It's only funny because it's the way you say it. I think I'm pretty funny. And so does Seth Rogen. We'll, we'll put up a card. <laughs> But uh, but anyway, if back to what we were talking about as, as far as the new standard, the new format rotation, and whatnot. Like when there are a lot of things that a lot of inspiration that wizards can draw on as far as so what you're looking saying at is bottom is, up sets. As long as they alternate, like even if they start running out of ideas, they can go. Well, what if we did this? Well, what, what if we did a bottom up set this time? Let the world build itself while we do what you what your idea was. When Wizards is out of ideas, they don't have to go, oh, fuck it, return to Zendikar. Yeah, like, they, like can, they, can, bottom, they can bottom up a new world. Exactly. Um, because that, that's essentially what you were, what you had pitched, uh, you know, a few minutes ago, you know, that making sets, like, or making sets, like, in a block format where you do it from a functionality standpoint, but they can still do because that. Because it kind of seems, I've, I've heard several people say it seems like Wizards is running out of ideas <laughs> because this block this set feels a lot like Champions of Pandagawa. Okay. And they've already announced that there's a, a time travel element in one of the other sets, which has a time spiral block feel to it. So maybe Wizards is losing their creativity. Or maybe I'm right. Or, or maybe the, the time travel element is trying to bring a little more cohesion into the old magic and new magic. I mean, this is being, a, this being is that transition. Red. This isn't necessarily my thoughts. Well, I mean... Red. And stuff you've read, I can't dispute that. But what I mean, we can talk about, and maybe, maybe that's what it is. Is this is Wizards' attempt to try to bridge there are comparisons between this block and blocks from the past? And other people have suggested that maybe that's proof that Wizards is losing their create their creative touch, or maybe, or maybe it's completely that opposite element. Maybe, maybe they're trying to make the entire the entire magic epic a little more cohesive. I mean, and I'm not saying no, and I'm not saying that they had this specifically planned out, but maybe somebody had the idea like, look, there really wasn't much to these guys. Let's, instead of, you know, either recycling something, if we're going to recycle something, let's let's try to make it flavorful. Let's try to make it interesting instead of, like, Mirrodin, going back to Mirrodin was awful. I, I, I think I think that's the general consensus. Going back to Mirrodin was awful. And going back to Ravnica was the Polar opposite of awful. <laughs> I mean, but I think they went back to Ravnica because everybody loved Ravnica so much. And not to mention, Ravnica was the last great limited format. Yeah. The return to Ravnica was a return to good limited formats. So I mean, but I think it, I think if we're, we're talking about return to you know, plane returns or return trips to places. Everybody was convinced that Return to Zendikar was coming to bring us fetch lands. But now that Tarkir has the fetch lands, 
Are we going back to Zendikar for Fetchlands, or are we going back to Zendikar just to go back to Zendikar? That well, one, that's that's an, that's another another theory. But do we get the other five Fetchlands? Do they do they use Return to Zendikar to bring all ten Fetchlands into standard for a short period of time? Honestly, I don't think that the Fetchlands would be the reason to go back to Zendikar. I mean, clearly it's not now. Now that we have the, I'm not even I'm not even talking about that. If we're if we're talking about, I mean, if, if we're talking about them building a a Return to Zendikar set. It, it would be a top-down set because we already know the world. Well, not only do we we, we do know the world, we but we don't know what the characters. We don't know happens. What, we don't know what happens after Rise. No, because the last thing, the last thing, the reason, the reason that people are kind, the reason one of the reasons besides Fetch is that people are talking about going back to Zendikar is because literally the last thing we see out of that plane is it like Eldrazi running around rampant destroying everything with Gideon trying to fight them and then Autumn we mysteriously now see Gideon in Ravnica with no clues as to what actually happened on Zendikar yeah I mean that, that would be that would be something was to explore from a top down perspective somebody said something about there being another Eldrazi but but what I'm but what I'm, I can't remember who that was it was something on Twitter I believe but, but here's the thing you're getting you're getting to my point like a, if we go back we know we're going back to Zendikar eventually Forsyth has said we are going back to Zendikar but eventually but it will be from a top down perspective yeah. Oh, yeah. instead of going back for just specific cards yeah. or for specific cycles but Ravnica brought the Shocklands back so here's the thing they created modern and things were good until people really really liked modern and there weren't enough shocks to go around so they said we're going back to Ravnica let's reprint the shocks no but but, that's, but you see there's one backwards we didn't go back to Ravnica to we print shocks back, no, no, we, didn't we went back to Ravnica to go back to Ravnica. The yeah, ability to give us but shocks. did not think there were going to be shocks, even when they announced we were going to I didn't think there were going to be. I didn't think there were going to be shocks because we they were so good. Them. You're right. We did need them. So going, going back to Zendikar, we're going back to Zendikar. a couple sets in. We're going back to Zendikar to go back to Zendikar. But will there be fetches now that we have fetches and cons? Will there still be Well, let me ask fetches? you this. If, if we're using the same thought process here as reprinting lands for demand purposes, how how deep are the are printings of the enemy fetches? Like, is there is there a need to reprint them to get more in circulation? Pushing a hundred dollars. But that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that flooded strand is thirty five dollars. Okay. Scalding Tarn is over a hundred. But this is the, this is the same thing, and actually, this is a good bridge into talking about talking about the fetches, <laughs> because we actually had this conversation over the phone one day that we didn't record because we do that a lot. We do. We, we do have good conversations and good arguments that we don't. This was a good one, and we're not going to be able to recreate it because I'm not nearly as angry or sitting <laughs> in the same position as but, I am now. But uh, but this is a good this is a good bridge. Now there are decks. The decks that play flooded strand don't need flooded strand. 
the decks that play Scalding Tarns need Scalding Tarns. It's not from a printing demand standpoint. It's from a function demand standpoint. Here's the the thing. People playing Storm, people playing Storm in Modern really, really need Scalding Tarn. But they don't really, really need Misty Rainforest. So now they can play Flooded Strand or Polluted Delta and Scalding Tarn. But but you, but you get... But from my standpoint, I'm playing Burn, Splashing White and Black. It doesn't matter what color the fetch land gets other than red. As long as my fetch land says Mountain Ore, I can play it. So my mana base just went from $500 to $200. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. What, but what, I, but what I'm, I'm trying to get at here is that the arguments that you're making for the reason to reprint the Zendikar fetches is not from no, no, my my reason I did my thought process on these fetch lands where they gave us the wrong fetch lands. If anybody hasn't noticed yet, they gave us friendly fetch lands in an enemy wedge block. I, I, and this is the argument that we had. We as had a heated argument whether, on whether or not Wizards was fucking retarded or whether they had some grand master scheme in making our mana bases meh instead of wow. Well, but, but then but my argument was that the which fetches they are don't matter. I, I think it matters great. No, it doesn't. Play American control and standard, but you only have flooded strand as compared to scalding torn and arid. Mesa. But the thing is, is that you base looks a lot better. You have flooded strand, and you also have. Uh, yeah, so as long as it's a red, as long as you're playing blue white with a splash of red, your mana base is fine. You have temples, you have a triland, you have flooded strand. But if you're trying to play red blue or red white splashing one of the, the third color, then the flooded strand starts to look worse. Yeah, but but my but my big point is that the the thing that made that made <coughs> but Zendikar was an was an enemy block with enemy fetches. Well, one of the, that's that's one of the reasons why. And there wasn't that many multicolored cards. Exactly. I mean, that, that's another reason why they were good there. But they won't be like even if we did have enemy fetches here, the only reason that they that they would be playable. Oh, oh well. Let me rephrase. Not playable, but the only way that they would be good is in aggro decks. Because control decks wouldn't need them. Because why is a control deck going to be fetching for lands are better than, than fetch lands in slower decks. Yeah, exactly, but the decks that are... But here's the thing. Aggro decks are going to want to be red-white... Are we sure about that? The, 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 I mean, honestly, I mean, really, are we honestly, sure about I that? Think, uh, we'll talk about aggro decks when we get to the actual decks. Honestly, I think mono black, or honestly, I want to play an aggro deck with this basic, essentially mono black with rabble master and burn spells. Okay. But what does the mana base look like? Basic lands and bloodstained buyers? Sure, why not? And, uh... Maybe polluted delta since it's mostly black and it can thin your deck. 
or, or maybe or you played Painlands. Is, is there a Black Red Painland? They didn't print all of the Painlands. They only gave us four or five. They gave us the friendly ones. Didn't they? Or did they give us the enemy ones? They gave us the enemy ones, I believe. Did they give us the enemy ones? Because I know there's Shiv and Rave. I do not believe there was a Black Red Painland in standard. Oh, that's right. They, I totally forgot that they didn't give us all ten. Yeah, they did not. Maybe that's the reason why they're printing the friendly fetches. They gave us enemy Painland with friendly fetches. I honestly doubt they're going to reprint the other fetches so quickly. Um, well, if the if they it would be it would be hold on hold on but also you, if you're looking at it like this that there was that same time gap between the reprinting or between the first printing and the reprinting of shocks because we had we had shocks then no fetches and then fetches and now we had shocks no fetches fetches like so to so if they were to reprint the Zendikar fetches, there would be that same time gap between, you know, some of the best, besides beta, land, beta duels, the best lands that they've printed. If they, if they reprint fetches, it will be in the return to Zendikar block. Yes. But, it, but we don't know where that falls on the timetable. It could be after cons rotates out. They could, they could let the cons fetches rotate and then bring in the Zendikar fetches. Or they could print the Zendikar fetches just in time for cons, so we have like cons, no fetch lands, Zendikar. Well, we, we know we're going back to Zendikar. We don't know when we're going but, back but to Zendikar. But even, though, even if we're going back to Zendikar, there's no guarantee that they're going to reprint no. those. No, there's not. So there, there was a lot. They solved, I think for the most part, they solved the fetch lands are too expensive and modern problems. Sure. Scalding Tarn's not cheaper. But we never had Pluto Delta. But it does, it does so, allow, it does allow for those decks to be cheaper. The card, those specific fetches aren't going to be cheaper, but it allows players to play cheaper bases. Yes. It brings the it brings the mana base cost down as long as you don't have to have a Zendikar fetch land. Yeah. Now, now American Control, they get Flooded Strand, but they still really, really need Arid Mesa. Arid Mesa. Or, or Scalding Tarn. Or is a blue base deck, so it's probably Flooded Strand, Scarting Tarn. I think they can ditch Arid Mesa now. It plays a couple Arid Mesas from yeah. when I played the deck. It did. Yeah, but now you get Flooded Strand. Yeah, which would be better. Because if you have to get a basic, you need to cast Cryptic Command. You don't want to yeah. have to go get a Plains or a Mountain if you have to cast Cryptic Command. Well, yeah, you do You do have a point. So you're going to play Flooded Strand and Scarting Tarn. Yeah. It is a blue-white control deck with burn spells. So Flooded Strand is going to be your go-to fetch land because it is it is a blue-white deck with a splash of burn spells. But but we're not like everything that, that you that you're talking about as far as what like your your all of your opinions essentially for these for reprinting the friendly fetches is from a modern standpoint. What did it do to standard? Nobody is talking about the implications of fetch lands and standard because there are none. There's no reason this, to play them. In my opinion, the fetch lands and cons of Tarkir were strictly a modern printing. I don't think they were strictly a modern printing. I think they wanted to see what people would do with fetches that were just as good as or with have all the lands be on an equal power level. Like because when we were in Zendikar, you were playing fetches or you were playing Quicken Toast. Yes. That was it. You were playing fetches. 
catches or you were playing quick and toast. Now I think they're they're wanting to see what happens when we put fetches, maybe not necessarily the fetches we need, but we're going to see what people do with the concept of fetches in a format where they're not busted. I think it as just as I, I do agree with you. I do think that part of the reason was to give us friendly fetches and modern. I, I, that I was do a huge thing. It drives the, it lowers the price of mana bases that don't specifically need Zendikar. But what fetches. I'm saying, I don't think that that was. I don't even think and, it was like and 90% it gives us the completes the cycle. Now modern has access to all ten, just like Legacy. But I don't think that that was their primary motivation. Well, I mean, this whole time modern was invented to be mini Legacy, Legacy Junior, so to speak. Okay. Legacy has the land, ten dual lands and ten fetch lands. Standard had ten dual lands and five fetch lands. Now they've completed a cycle. Now modern really does feel like mini Legacy. Okay, ten duels, ten fetches. Okay, so let, let's switch gears here and, and talk talking about fetches. Let, nobody's talking about the implications of fetches on standard. Let's talk mono about colored. I mean, if you're going to play mono red, you have eight fetches. You're going to play mono black, you have eight fetches. But mono, mono black does have eight fetches. But let's let, let's look at something else. Let, let's look Jess, at what other Jess decks. High control has four fetches. Exactly. But look at. Okay, Boros has zero fetches. Do you do you see a Boros deck? Let's play out. No. Why would you? Why would you need? Why would you need to design a fetch for or in, insert a fetch for a deck that isn't even going to get played? But Mardu is going to be a thing, and they only have four fetches. Only four. Do you really need it? Do you? Honestly, I think it's going to be a black white deck splashing red. Do you? Do you really think so? You don't think? You don't think that they're going to be playing? Um, playing black, red, splashing for white. It could be red, white, splashing black. Me, me just, personally, me personally, I think the deck is going to be playing red, black. I think the aggro deck is going to be red, black. It's, it's going, going to be red, be black, splashing cheap, for white. It's going to be cheap red and black creatures splashing Mardu Charm and Mardu Ascendancy. But for and that, the 5-4 four for 4. But Who is a big part of people going, I want to be red, white, black. Because <laughs> that guy is pushed. But, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, And we're talking about uh, the mid deck is going to be red, white, with a little bit of black. But, okay. It's going to be but here, here's another, here's another things thing. like Brunaz, Goblin Rabble Master. It's going to be like this three drop, four drop, five drop type of thing where you're like, play my five four flyer. Now get some sort of token producer in play to give him life link every turn and just value you out of the game. Okay, well how about this? How about this theory? The reason that they printed enemy pain lands in the fourth set was to give us friendly fetches. So why not friendly pain lands and corset and Zendikar fetches in cons? Who would be playing? Who would be playing friendly pain lands in an enemy set? You still need an enemy. You still need an enemy. Uh, you still need a friendly guild in an enemy wedge. But, but what I'm saying. Oh, but my point is, I mean, Rakdos is still part of Mardu. But what I'm saying, it. My biggest point is, how often are the enemy lands going to be more important than the friendly than the friendly colors. So you're saying that the pain lands are more important than the fetch lands? Yes. I, I totally agree with that. You think that you would rather, if you were going to build a mana base with only one type of land, you would rather it be pain over fetch? Yes. I might agree with you. I, and that, that's all I, I think the reason why we got pain lands in or enemy pain more important. They're more the important lands. and they're also a lot more they're a lot more consistent. 
arrested. You always without, without get, having without having, access, without having access to be able to fetch up like duels. If I play a payland on turn one, I can play like let's say I play a battlefield forge on turn one into a fire drinker sand. On turn two, I can then use that land to produce white mana for my whatever guy on turn two. Whereas if it was a bloodstained mire or an air mace, let's just say they gave us air mace. Okay. Air mace, I have to play fire drinker Seder. And then now I have, to, I get have to get a mountain. You have to get a mountain. So that that Arid Mesa is a mountain, whereas the Battlefield Forge was in quotes a sacred foundry. Exactly. I mean, even though yes, there there the, the fact that it does ping you every time you tap it, I don't think is near as relevant. It's as the fact that it's both colors, whereas a fetch land only gets you one. Exactly. Color. The the reason that one of the reasons why why fetches drove up in price the way they did. Was it because of their performance in standard? It's because they get duels in modern and legacy. That's why they are so expensive. Because they didn't. I mean, even though they saw the they, they were fifteen dollars before modern. That, that's what I'm saying. Modern having the the reason that everybody was is so hyped about fetches and everybody wants fetches is because their implications in other formats. They didn't make that big of a spl- even though they did make a splash in standard. They didn't make near the splash. But they didn't make near the splash in standard that they made in other formats. No. Because in standard, they've always gotten basics. They have to get basics. They've they always gotten basics. That's why they're in cons and not in 15. Because they didn't want you getting shots in standard. But, but you, you get my point, yes. though. I, I definitely think having the enemy pain lands is much better. Or, and having enemy pains and friendly fetches is much preferable to the other way around. I agree. And I think I think that's my my biggest point. I still think they could have given us enemy both, enemy pains and enemy. Fetches. I think that'd have been too much. Like, because, honestly, because then what, what if what if we were playing? We may friendly, be thinking about this too much. What if we were playing uh, like a friendly color combination? Like what if what if I was playing red black? Now I have fetches and pains that don't get me both of the colors that I want. You have to have one pushing, of one, but they're pushing enemy. But what I'm what, what I'm saying is you have to have if you have one, you have to have at least something of the other. That's why every single time there's a wizards cycle. there's a cycle. Every well, not only is there a cycle, cycle in half, but what I'm saying is not only not only is there always a cycle. Look at every time they've printed dual lands, right, uh, and spread them across the entire block. There has always been at least one friendly color and at least one enemy color every in every set, and that's why because you. But can't, we're talking about two different sets coming together to complete a pseudo cycle. <laughs> You're right. We may be thinking about this way too much. I, I think I think that we should just hold off. That the general consensus is that enemy pains are better than enemy fetches. With, with, without having access to the doors. In regards to standard. Yes. In regards to standard. Yes. Is, is I, I think we can come to an agreement on that. Um, so let's let's shift gears for a second and let's talk about why that's relevant. Let's, let's see. If, uh, okay. Let's, let's see if we can't talk about um, talk about some of the some of the decks that we're likely to see. Um, Mono Black Aggro has a really really sweet curve. Mono Red is there. Robber Red is there. Robber Red is there. Uh, you either have to take a hit at the one drop spot or play the, the tap guy. What's his name? Uh, the reprint. Uh, Frenzy Goblin. Yeah. So you 
have to play frenzied goblin or play one less one drop. But rabble red is there. Um, red black. Uh, Rabble Black is something I've been messing with. I haven't heard anybody else bring it up. I just, I've I just, seen uh, Rabble John. But, but here's the thing, though. The, it, it makes it a lot better when you're able to be able to have things that make goblins other than just Rabble Master. I think, like, blue-white. Is blue-white control still a thing, or are they going to want to splash red? They're splashing red. For they're, what? They're is, is Jeskai Charm good enough for a control deck? That, I mean, uh, it's, yeah. it's uh, dead. Have a creature dealt to a creature. Yeah, tap tap There's a creature, shock a creature, di- that, that thing's pretty fire ice entwine. <laughs> yeah, that that that's pretty good. They gave us fire and ice with entwine. Yeah. Um but and uh another reason is um even though it's not even though it's not just got controlled, there, there's a there's a really sweet shitstorm. The all in soldier deck from the Pro Tour, the, the mm-hmm. white deck that just like dumps a bunch of soldiers in play, plays an obelisk and then kills you. Yeah. Uh saw I think it was Craig West put up a version of it for post-rotation. I'll have to look at that list because I it's on, he, he wrote it for TCG Player, which is not a website that sees a lot of attention. <laughs> but that is where he writes. Well, we are going to plug TCGPlayer.com. <laughs> I mean, they do have pros. Melissa, Melissa Dottore writes for TCG Player. She does. So there are pros that are writing about the new format. And to be fair, sorry, TCG Player, I only read your stuff for first rotation. Because to be honest, I really don't care what Craig Westco thinks any other time. Um... Um, but I think I was really disappointed. Conley Woods put up an article called uh, "Unloading the Brew Boat" or something. I'm like, ooh, it's like unloading the brew something or whatever. I'm like, Conley's up to something. And, and I opened the article. No, no, it was a bunch of brews for current standard. Like I looked at the first list, I'm like, this is going to be spicy. I'm like, God, the shrine? <laughs> what? Temple <laughs> Garden? <laughs> I don't think Conley knows what's going on. No, uh, he was writing. He was unloading all of his ideas before they rotated out. And I thought he was unloading new standard on us, and he wasn't. So fuck you, Conley. <laughs> uh, I think Rug will be a new standard. What does it look like? It's mid-range, obviously. Rug is always mid-range. Rug is always it's, mid-range. It's an aggressive, it's a very aggressive yeah, mid-range. Like I, I really, I really want to build Rug, too. I, you know, I've always been a Rug fan. You, you play Rug like I play Red Deck Wins. I play, if, if there is a format, I'm going to try to build Rug for it. <laughs> in, in, I think it'd be really good. On Lackey, I played Rug Delver. I played No Rug, because it played Tarmogoy from Progenitus. I still hate that name. Like, I understand why it's called No, but it's not No Rug. It's clearly Rug. <laughs> but, and then... In, That's like playing No Red and leading with a mountain into a goblin god. And then in Commander, my, my favorite commander of all time, and what I personally think the most busted commander right now is Riku. Yeah, it's definitely not that one. It is definitely Riku. I've definitely tried to make her work. Like, Riku's my nigga for real. Yeah. <laughs> like... He's good. Mm, he's, he's, he's very, very he's, good. He's very good. Um, and and I plan if if I do end up pre-releasing, I plan on going rug. Yeah. Second second best color. We've been through that. Second best color. <laughs> I won't be playing more. I won't be playing junk just for a few specific cards. If um, I don't, I don't, I don't go into It's not for specific cards. Pablo made a very, very good point on why it's the best set mechanically and even card-wise for sealed. And I just picked. Would you like to elaborate? Then just assuming that they know what they're talking about. 
Chappelle. Because uh, first of all, it's Paulo. If so. they're if they're listening to us, um, then they don't know what they're talking about. Outlast, Outlast is a very good late game mechanic. Yeah. Not to, but that's not it. The Outlast creatures are lords, right? Most of them Most have of an ability them. that grant things to creatures with one one counters, not creatures with Outlast that have one one counters. And con, and PV laid out a long. He wrote an entire paragraph of cards that say put a one one counter on target creature slash creatures. So and most of them are instants. You can go into combat and somebody's like, I'm going to attack you with my flyers, and you can go wall well, block with this guy mm-hmm. and with damage. Or no before before blocks, I'll put a one one counter on this guy and eat your flyer. Yeah. Or you could go, or even before damage, like even if, well, if you, you want to block, well, like, saying, even if yeah. even if you want to suck them in. Not to not to mention, you can make this grand attack, and then when they go to declare their blocks, you can go. I'll put a one-one counter on this guy, and a one-one counter on this guy. Now they have life link. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like if you want them to block the race. And, and suck them in, like yeah. that's that that is pretty. Like, and he pretty made huge. a good point. Yes, you have to tap your creature at sorcery speed to outlast, but you really only have to outlast once. Each each outlast he made, does matter. He made really really good points about how outlast is just bonkers and sealed. What about and, and what about the the white guy the uh, the wingmate rock? That guy. If he, if that guy's bonkers. If he's in the promo pool, count me in. If he's in the promo he's, pool, I'm playing Joe he's, for real. No, no, he's Mardu. Oh, is he? Because he has a raid. Oh yeah, he does. I'm going to pause this right quick. I will be on the pause button. And we're back. I had to go outside and get my cigarettes before they disappeared because there is a villainous harpy out there. Did I miss something? You did. Travis is here. And who do you think he has in tow? Huh. <laughs> See? Not seen them in forever. Point exactly. Anyway, we, we won't talk about that. Um, so if we're we're talking about um, talking about deck lists here, Let, let's let's start. Look, well, obviously, the first place everybody went to was Marvel Midbrain slash Agro because of because, because of the, because of the, five, 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 the, yeah. of the board. I think so. Something like that. Bonkers. Zergo is not bad. Even I mean, okay. most legendary creatures are kind of like ant, but the Zergo's main not reason bad. people are going red, white, black is for the four drop. And, and the, the one, the white eye, the, the one black guy that you can't kill. You can kill him. Well. That's in the aggressive build. That's the, that's a reason to go mono black aggro. Well, yeah. The good old NBA. <laughs> NBA. Um, yeah, that guy's really good. Do you have to magma spray him or anger of the gods, or he just keeps coming back? To yeah. War? Well, um, because everybody's like, oh, but you have to trigger raid. I'm a aggro deck. If I'm not triggering raid, I'm scooping my shit. <laughs> so um, another deck that, that I want to mention. Um, um, that I found it was actually posted on the website of um, a local uh, one of our oh the storm deck yes the storm deck that was really really thing. sweet yeah I mean it actually looks like it'd be it'd be halfway decent um, the deck the only thing that's missing is a card with storm <laughs> so the lands go as follows two forest four mana confluence two shivenry four temple of abandon four temple of plenty, 
before Yavamaya Coast. Your enchantments are burn, one burning anger, four dragon mantle, four Jeskai ascendancy, which is the the whole piece. That that's yeah. the linchpin of you the. You can't really go off without an ascendancy in play. Uh, exactly. You've got two Camacho's favor, four Nilius presence, three Stratus walk, two Idolin of Blossoms, four Kiora's follower, four Rattleclaw Mystic, four Sylvan Carrot. Three commune with the gods, three crucifixes insight, two dig through time. Like basically, what this deck does is by turn you play dude on one or or two or two. Or you, if you play one on one, you can if you get lucky, you can play your ascendancy on three, and then on four you play something, and then by by turn five, turn six at the latest, you with with an ascendancy in play. You uh, go off. Go off. Quotation like, marks. So you you tap your guys. You make mana, and then you play your enchantments, your dragon mantle, your Nylia's presence, uh, whatnot. Stratus walk. Your huge. Your, your Stratus walk, and then you untap your guys and make them bigger. When since all your dudes are dorks, you just tap them again, play more stuff, untap them, tap them again, play more stuff, and you just and every card like most of your enchantments can. Trip, and then you have with, so if you play so you have a Disky ascendancy in play you play an enchantment it triggers the Eidolon you draw a card yes it triggers the ascendancy you loot and then it probably cantrips off of itself so every enchantment you play is draw three ditch one basically if, if you have both of them if you have both of them yes. in play but the biggest thing about the deck is that with an ascendancy and at least one or two mana dudes in play assuming that they're growing your team and filtering through your deck. Exactly. To get to more spells to grow your team and filter through exactly. your deck. That, exactly. That's why it's called Storm. It plays kind of like Pyromancers as Pyromancers Ascension did. Like, in a way. Ish. Ish. Um, so we're going to call this Stormish. Actually, I call it Shitstorm because there's no, <laughs> there's not hardly any cards in this. Stormish. Like, no, outside of this deck, nobody's going to play Dragon's Mantle. Nobody's going to play, um, I play Stratus Walk. I played a 2 of Dragon Mantle when it first came out. Just to, just to put it on Ash <laughs> You know how many times I put one on Ash Zell and my opponent just, like, completely, like, fell apart? <laughs> I think at one point I had to ask Zella. Oh, goodness. I think Ankle Shaker's good. You know, are you familiar with Ankle Shaker laws? I'm not. The, I, need, I need to send this text message. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. I had to go smoke a cigarette and uh, figure something out. But, uh, yeah, while we were gone, I figured out the speech function on my phone recognizes magic terminology and capitalizes so it for me. He was speech to texting a text message and it actually capitalized Friday Night Magic. Yes, it totally did because I doubt it would have put FNM in as FNM as three letters. So, so I said Friday Night Magic and it capitalized it for me in three words. Awesome. I now like my phone that much better. <laughs> 
But, uh, something an iPhone can't do for a thousand. It's not an iPhone. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it is a Galaxy S4. The nicest phone I've ever had, by the way. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. Um, but anyway, as we were saying, we were we were talking about... I have no idea. I think we were talking about the shitstorm deck. Uh, I and then I was trying to ask you what you thought of Ankle Shanker. And I don't know what Ankle Shanker is. It's, and we're back. <laughs> it's, it's the Mordu creatures the 2-2 two, two for 5, I believe. He's 5. And when he attacks, all of your creatures gain first strike and light and death touch. Woo! Mm. I definitely want to play that guy. <laughs> He's, that guy's pretty nuts. I don't think they put first strike and death touch. They've only done it one time. And that chick was nasty. If you decided to play her. <laughs> you always played her. No, you didn't. In limited, in limited you always, always played, her. played her. In standard, you never played her. <laughs> I don't ever think she saw any kind of standard play. She's a commander. So? Who cares? Their entire deck's built around the fact that she's ridiculous. Their entire deck's built around the fact that I can just kill them on turn five with Edvara Hellkites. Not even comboing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> of course I'm talking about Riku. Come on now. I have no idea who that is. You liar. If you could see the death stare I just gave Chris Kennedy, you would all be piles of ashes. It proves that that's that's proof that looks cannot kill. That's <laughs> true. But anyway. If this could kill Bill Clinton would have been dead years ago. Yes. That's yes, another that's Cards Against Humanity reference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to start playing that. We're here on Mondays. Well, I normally work till 5.30 on Mondays, so... We get here about 4. <laughs> I guess I could get here when I get off work, maybe. But anyway, um, so let's talk about... Um, I haven't seen any deck lists for it, but you would probably know the cards better than me because I haven't looked at the spoilers recently, but a lot of people are talking about um, Sultani Dredge, which I, which would be junk, I'm assuming. Um, um, no, um, it's Bug, I believe. Bug is Sultani? Yeah. Sultai? I don't remember. Anyway, it's it's a it's a dredge. I know the bug the bug ascendancy puts cards in your graveyard, and the bug mechanic relies on cards going into your graveyard. So I would I would imagine that that's what it is. See, I don't fucking pay attention, and here I am trying to talk about magic and have no idea what the fuck I'm yeah. talking about. Not that that's anything new, but when have we ever known what we were talking about? <laughs> um, this I think this podcast had, like, is brought to you from the guys who called Thassa the worst god in Theros, <laughs> who called Heliod the best, the best god, god in Theros. In Theros. And we all know how that travesty turned out. To be fair, I was right about Storm Breath Dragon. You were right about Storm Breath Dragon. Um, but one thing, another thing that we were notoriously wrong on was Tezzeret. <laughs> that was probably our worst mistake. That was on me. That, that was on you. But I didn't. I didn't dispute you. So that was... <laughs> there you go. But then again, I am a guy who decided to. Uh... I, I the, the Tezzeret was on me. Thassa was on you. Because you clearly said, I don't want to play a three-man enchantment that says Scry 1, because Thassa will never become a dude. I didn't think she would, but then again, I didn't realize that there were actually blue creatures that were good. <laughs> um, we're also talking about a guy who used a Sharpie to make a proxy out of a... Uh, Stormbreath Dragon wasn't the pro-white guy, right? He's pro-white. 
But okay, I think I'm talking about the other one, the yeah. older pro-white dragon. No, no, not under my Hellkite. Under my Hellkite. Not the pro-white guy. You're, you're talking to a guy who used a sharpie to make a proxy of something on Thunder Hellkite <laughs> because good red rares. What the hell are you talking about? All right, I have to go. Phone call. <laughs> and we're back. I had a phone call, guys, and I did that mid-sentence. I made an entire phone call mid-sentence. <laughs> uh, anywho, um, so. I, I don't know if you would know of any cards that that would be in the Sultani Dredge. I've seen cards than the Ascension. that I can't think of. <laughs> um. I think what's best to do here is just talk about, you know, either, either if we've got something specific to say about Standard as, as a whole or specific cards, and then we'll just, you know, bullshit for a little bit. and Because I don't, I don't think, I haven't honestly done my research. This was kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing, and half of the stuff I want to talk about, I don't know enough to talk about, and I don't want to waste your guys' time. They're listening to us. They, they don't care. They, they're here to be entertained, right? Well, Have we ever gotten an email congratulating us on how well we knew a format? <laughs> All the emails we get are thanking us for entertaining them. <laughs> Yeah. Fair enough. I guess that's I guess that's fair. Um, but yeah, is is there anything like as far as standard goes, like as far as um, like general general decks to watch out for, or cards other than what we've already mentioned um, to watch out for? Normally, at this point, I would talk about what has been happening at, at Magic League. But as far as I know, Magic League hasn't actually switched the rotation yet. Well, not all, not only had they not, I don't think they've switched the rotation. I think that a lot of their tournaments have been falling off because yeah. of the inability to sponsor a specific third-party site for for their games, yeah. which makes it a lot more difficult for them to organize tournaments. Um, but I think a lot of our, uh, as far as the format of cards, probably need to, we need to spend a week doing, doing a little bit of research, plan to come back next week with some more informed opinions. Or we could just wait for Star City to settle it next weekend. Well, that, that, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, we'll do a little bit of research for our own, come back to you guys Friday or maybe Saturday, and then next week we'll talk about what Star City found out for us and what week one at local game stores found out. That would be the next week. Star City. The first, the first open will be next Saturday. Not tomorrow, but next Saturday. No, that, no that, that's what I'm open. saying. So if we next come back Friday, next, next, week. next week, we'll be able to, to do a little bit of research. We'll be able to have actually something specific to talk about. It's a trap. It's a trap! Admiral Akbar's texting me. Uh, no, I, I, saw the, I saw the text upside down. It's a trap. Uh, <laughs> anywho, um, come back next week with, with some more specifics and a little more knowledge on what we're actually talking about. And then... Um, Wait, we actually get to come back next week, not we'll come back next year? <laughs> we'll come back next week, whether it's whether it's on the weekend or whether it's Thursday or Friday, we'll, we'll come back next to week. Be, and then, to be fair, doesn't matter when we record it; it's going to go up at some point. <laughs> exactly. I, I guess that's fair. Um, 
but then then we'll wait till the next week and see what see what the Star City event brings us and see what week one at our store looks like. See what you know, just just so that we have a little bit of on the ground if, feedback before we talking about what our history is might any, look like. Is any tell? You're going to see a lot of modern red <laughs> because people love their mountains when nobody knows what the hell's going on. Fair enough. But honestly, I think your swamps might be better to you this week in this particular rotation. Your swamps may be better to you than mountains. Depends on how frisky you are. Well, in, in terms of turning things sideways, swamps may be better than mountains. I don't know. It depends on how frisky you are because uh, the, the the rug thing the rug thing has uh, dork and then dude that puts a bear in play puts a four four in play for what three or four? Something like that. Five. Five. I don't know. But in terms of one drop, two drop, three drop, you're probably going to want to look at swamps. Well, if, if you're doing that. but Splashing mountains because Rival Master is still a good three. Rival Master is pretty good on three. Pretty sweet. <laughs> well, that being said, what would you like to entertain them with now? I have no stories because my life is boring. Like, supremely boring. Nah. And nothing's really happened. Like, there were some stories I could have told you, but they're so long. God, <laughs> like playing Jacob Van Luden at the feature match area, GP Richmond was kind of interesting, but it's way too far gone for me to try to tell it even remotely entertainingly. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> but I had a wonderful time casting Burlington Forge Tenders. <laughs> I bet he did. Burlington Forge Tenders kind of good against you. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Burrington Forge Tender is, kill yourself because you should know. <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't have to pull Firewalker. <clears throat> kill yourself and your family if you don't know what that is. <laughs> that is one of the top five most notorious cards from Standard. If I could build a bonfire with only three cards, it would be Burrington Forge Tender, Carl Firewalker, and Gideon Jura. <laughs> that, that is my bonfire team. There you go. Go. <laughs> They're all white, by the way. <laughs> it's all white. Um, kind of funny that my bonfire consists of three cards of my second favorite color. <laughs> you know, what? I'm not even. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Every time I hear anything about white cards, it makes me think of my brother because his catchphrase. He's super redneck. His catchphrase: "Well, if it ain't white, it ain't right." <laughs> there are some magic players that can attest to that sentiment. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, unless you have something specific to talk about, um, I have nothing else magic related. Everything that I have to talk about is not magic related. Wrap it up. Uh, we're, a short, we're a little short on time. I mean, we are in an hour and a half, though. We're under an hour and a half, which is like For five minutes. It's like half of one of our episodes. Five minutes. Five minutes only. Half of half. <laughs> what episodes go two? and a half to three hours. Whatever. It's a comeback episode it's with a comeback no prep. Episode with no prep. <laughs> what, sh- what show notes? <laughs> the, the fact that we even had an hour and a half worth of shit 
to talk about it. We miraculous. Did. <laughs> we did. You read an article. That's about it. We talked a little bit. Oh, I do have something magical related to actually talk about. Um, for those of you who remembered me talking about my desire to uh, design my own set, um, I tried that. And if none of you know what actually happened, it was. Perciotti won the draft. It was an abysmal failure because. Perciotti won the draft. Because I, I designed three blue cards that were totally unbeatable. And they all ended up in his pile. Exactly. And I had, like, basically the general consensus of that set was the rarities weren't right. There were too many bears. There wasn't, there was too much of a power gap between the rares and the uncommons. And, you know, so I decided to scrap the project. And I made the decision about seven, eight months ago to just start from scratch. And instead of building a set, I decided to build a cube. And, you know, me and me and Kennedy have talked at length about the cube as a whole. And it's a whole lot easier to design a cube than a set, if, if you think about it. Because a set, you, you have to balance power levels within rarities across card types, across archetypes, where, where all you have to do is... Every card is common. Well, not only is every card a common, you know, it, or a rare, mythic rare, since there's only one. <laughs> you balance, you balance the cube as a whole while while filling in the archetypes. And anybody that has ever designed um, designed cards of your own or designed a, a cube of your own can know exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, like I said, about eight months ago, I made the decision to just restart the project and. Um, what I've come up with, it, it, it is, I'm, I'm finished designing everything. I haven't gone, uh, made it to the, the alpha testing. No, we've uh, had a little yet. bit of fun with constructing. Which, which is just a little bit of fun. Which is a fucking blast, by it, the way. It, really it was, was a lot of fun. And the reason why is because when I looked at it from a constructed standpoint after building it, I realized that it was really fun the constructed format was really fun and also balanced a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Decks are busted, but there's always something busted ready to rebust your busted. Well, it, it's kind of like the Callblade Red deck. <laughs> like the you most know, busted deck. Even, even the Callblade of the yeah. format, which the most, if you decide to go look at it, if I'll, yes. I'll, I'll send you a link to the album for it that's on my personal Facebook page. And once you see it, if you see the... Are oops, all the cards up? I, I don't know if they're up yet, but they will because be you shortly. sent it to me as, an, as a dot .msc. I, I, think, I think I don't have them all up yet, but I will do that. Uh, I've been procrastinating it, procrastinating on it. Um, yeah. But if you pick out the Oops All Spells deck, you'll realize that it's even really that good. does it. That is the call blade of, of that. But in, you beat me pretty soundly with an aggro deck. Was it Naya or Green Red? I think green it was red. Green Red. But but what? I, but the point of that is, is even that call blade you has its red deck. Yes. Even that has its Achilles heel. Yes. But once I get it all up, I I. And the combo deck completely loses to a removal spell. Exactly. It's it's conditional removal. You have to be able to kill whatever I combo into. It can be yeah. a creature, it can be an artifact. Whatever I combo into, you have to have the answer for it or you're dead. 
But the the reason the reason I bring this up is because once uh, you feel free to look at it if you want to print it out, sleeve it up on your own, take it to your own playgroups, to your own shops, try it out. Hell, even get on. Uh, we should probably put a link to a .mse in the show notes so they can download it, or maybe even a text file so they can put it into Magic Workstation or, or, or Lackey if, if they're if they're really really if they're really good with computers, they can put it into Cockatrice or Lackey. But but anyway. But, but that but, seems really hard. But what I'm but what I'm getting at is that it will all be there, and yep. I will give you all the tools to try to get it to your own play group, to your own card shop. Because I, I want to turn this into a you want people to ish cube. Like I don't want me and my eight friends to constantly play it. I want to share it because this so Ali Ali Antrazi put his didn't even put his cube up. He talked about it and gave us some examples. But the last time I checked, his cube wasn't available to the public. But but my, my thing is, I want to make You want it. people to play it. Yeah, I, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Wizards. You know, we, we had this whole debate on, you know, what happens if, if it gets very, very popular. And even though I'm not banking on that, um, I, I do want you guys to check it out. I do want you to play it because it took a lot of... It took a lot of sweat. It's it, really it took fun. A, it took a lot of time, and I did this almost exclusively it's like by myself. It's like play, constructed from a constructive standpoint. It's like playing modern with a standard card pool. Well, not on, or, or, or a block card pool. But not even that. It's like you're... On power level. Power level. Power level feels like modern legacy, but with the card pool of, like, a block constructed. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it was very interesting to look at it in that new light, and... I can't really talk about. I mean, I could talk about a few cards specifically, but um, I mean, if I had to spoil, if you gave me one card to spoil, I would talk about probably. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about interesting here, like because there's a lot of shit in there that's just like sheer power. But you know, we're, I want to get people interested to play it because it would be neat to play this card. I want to talk about Windmill Slam. <laughs> okay. For those of you, just, just to let you know that I, I decided to... I have two two Easter eggs in the cube. One is a cycle, and then the other one is a single card. Yeah. And any of you who know what that Easter egg is, feel free to message him and let him know to see it. Because the minute he sees it, I really want him to crap his pants and call me immediately. <laughs> he will. Because he is, he is a friend of the show, and he is a friend of mine. Um, and I just refer to him as the man in the purple blazer. The man in the purple blazer. Any of you who, uh, any of our hardcore fans will know exactly who we're talking about. And you will, and once you see Unfortunately, this card, the card art I made for him is not him in a purple blazer. We're going to have to work on that. Anybody knows Photoshop, put him in a purple blazer. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the, the other Easter egg, the cycle is one card of each monocolor, that and one card of to each a, friendly color yeah. that refers to some kind of Magic lingo. Windmill slam, table flip. Yes, so the white... All these... Let's talk about those then. The only card I like is windmill slam, and you have have seen me put that card to good use. So windmill slam... Quad white sorcery. Quad white sorcery. Search your library for a card. (laughs) 
and put it into play. If you do not put it into you play, may you, may put it into, you may put it onto the battlefield. If you do not gain ten life, yes, I wanted always putting it into play. Well, I wanted to add that in there in case you were in a situation where, where you can just go ahead and cast the card anyway, well, not even or you cast, needed not to even gain cast, life, or you need to gain the life, or in a situation where you you like I, I have a couple of pick and choose discard spells, and yeah. like if you, it's in their hand and you go want to go to get a big dude or a combo piece and you know they have the removal sometimes you just want to go ahead and get it gain the 10 life yeah. and then maybe cast it at a later time once you've dealt with but that I'm, answer to your threat now 9 times out of 10 you won't be putting it directly I, in play I, I, wanted to, I built a wicked deck to just put <laughs> the most busted card in your cube into play as early as turn 3 turn, turn 2 I forgot what that busted card was actually Temple oh let's talk about this card. Talk, let's, let's, let's talk about Temple instead of the enabler let's just talk about the card that can go in several decks. <laughs> okay, so I honestly, of the five swords. I honestly think that this card is, is I good. might have Real to redesign spicy. it. No, <laughs> no, don't you don't you put a hand on that card. <laughs> Tucker. I, I may may have to redesign don't this you, thing. Don't you put a finger on it. <laughs> so it is uh, it is an eight mana artifact. Eight mana artifact. I probably need to make it legendary though. It is. Oh it is legendary. It is legendary. Right. Okay, so it's an eight mana legendary artifact, and it has an five. ability of each color. It has an ability. And it's either it's it's two colorless that mana hybrid twice. Yes. So the white ability is two and a white, or two white, or two or two two or white, two or white. So it's either costs four colorless or two or, or white, two white, white or two and a white. Yes. So that that way to make it more flexible in anything that wanted. There's, there's, an, ability, to there's an ability for each color, and all the abilities cost the same. Yes. And they're all ridiculous. So the first ability, the two white... Or two or two, or, two or white, two or white, is makes a 4-4 four, four flying angel. Makes a 4-4 four, four flying angel. And then, by the way, this temple does not tap. No, it does not it's tap. It's just two white, two white... Semicolon. Do four, this. Four flying angel. The blue ability is draw three. Draw three. Red does four damage. The black ability uh, is a him. Two. Yeah, him. Him to total. Discard two at random. The uh, red ability uh, is four damage. Does it? It's four damage. Is it four damage? I, I thought I had designed it at three. That's four damage to a creature or a player. And then the green one is is uh, giant growth and trample or just giant growth. Well, giant growth did have trample. Giant did get trampled. I think it's plus four, plus four. Is I'm it at, plus four, plus four? There's a lot of fours in this cycle. Four, four, angel, four damage. I'm, about, I'm actually looking it up now just to make sure that I've got... If, if I don't remember any cards that I've made, it's because I've been looking at them for eight months, uh, and sometimes they get put on the shelf once I'm done designing them. This one, I have been all over, but I never used, <laughs> be fair, I never used the green ability. Yeah. It's all, you're usually making angels to kill people. Or, yeah, it, it's, it is geared towards Esper or American, to, honestly. Yeah. To be fair, most of the time I'm making you discard two at random so you can't deal with the temple or I'm killing you with angels. Essentially, it's what it comes down to. Um, but it's... That's what Windmill Slam goes and gets. And with some of the reprints, mm-hmm. um, like, to see the deck, I mean, there are reprints like Saw Ring. Yes, I did reprint Saw Ring. Uh, so, like, and then there's another card. You don't have to have Windmill Slam. It's called um, Skillful Transmutation. It's one green-blue. Sack a permanent, search your library for a permanent of that type and put it on the battlefield. So you can go turn one saw ring and then you can skillful transmutate it into a temple. Yes, on turn two. <laughs> turn two. 
because you go land sawing, land like even this is just land skillful skillful transmutation. That's all you need to do. And then you have a temple in play on turn two. Maybe, maybe I didn't see that interaction. But that's but the thing; it is a boss. That deck can lose. All you have to do is have a disenchant, and my entire plan is gone. Well, I didn't reprint disenchant, but, but essentially, there are disenchants. Yes, I, I all you have to do is have a way to blow up an enchantment. And, and I did reprint. I did reprint Crows and Grip too, yeah. because I foresaw problems with Temple and being able to kill it without them putting a whole think, bunch of shit in play. I think play. Temple's the card of the set. It goes into it's the it's the win condition in the combo deck. Not to mention in Oops All Spells, it's a spell that can win the game. Yeah. So, like, the, the point of Oops All Spells is I have nothing but spells, and I can kill you with either Manlands or a one-off temple. Yes. <laughs> because the... There are no creatures whatsoever. Not even Snapcaster Mage. I didn't even deck, play Snapcaster Mage. But, and that, that I did reprint. Yes. But the, the deck essentially involves a it's black, an esper, black It's an Esper combo deck. Well, it's an Esper control deck that just plays nothing but answers. Yes, they play. I've got. And it kills you with a command. Base. So we play that. Then there are a couple of uh, decent counter spells that, that I printed that even in that in standard would even in modern would be playable. Um, and then counter spell delirium. Well, delirium one. That mechanic hates me, by the way. Every game we played, I ended up. I ended up having to. You know how many times I've countered the spell, drew a spell, and then countered my counter spell, then discarded my counter spell. Okay, so delirium is a set is a mechanic that I designed. It's usually aggressive, but it is on a counter spell. Delirium, uh, delirium's value. It's mostly printed on black red aggressive cards. So you, when you cast the spell, you draw X and then you discard X at random. Yes. So you don't net any cards. And you can't control what you discard. Because that was honestly, I designed that from, that was something from my first set, which it was a flavor thing because, you know, the whole demons, they're yeah. fucking psychotic. And they, and they, they bring on a lot of demons. And they, and they breed chaos. And, you know, like, part of chaos is... The 5-5 five, five for 3 or the 6-6 six, six for 3. Five, five that for is three? a 6-6 six, six for 4 with Delirium 3. The green guy? No, no, the 3, no, no, the, the, the one black, black demon. Oh, he's a 5-4. Five, four. He's a 5-4 five, four with a Intimidate with Delirium 3, I think. But, like, I wanted that mechanic for for aggressive players to be, it'd be good enough to where they want to play these creatures, but it makes it kind of chaotic for them to try to curve out. Yeah. Now, in a way, that's probably good and bad. I don't think I Delirium, Delirium allows them to up the power level of the individual creatures, allowing them to make a little bit better because of that drawback. But on the other hand, it makes those decks a little bit less resilient and makes them a little bit less consistent against the decks they need to be consistent against. So, Like I said, the entire set's balanced from what we've tested so far. From a constructed standpoint, we have not played it in limited, in limited because we, we don't have, we don't have it up it, yet. And we don't have an online draft engine that can take an entire custom set and let you draft it. A- exactly. We've looked at sealed pools, but we haven't actually played with them. Yeah. We should probably play with them. But, but then again, we don't have any way to generate a reliable sealed pool. Here we have, in Magic Set Editor, you create a custom pack with binding Commons. Okay, I guess I guess that's fair. And it will give you ninety different cards. Um, but I think um, the biggest the biggest thing that uh, I honestly kind of want to talk about my other lingo cards. So in blue, what did I have in blue? Uh, 
forget what I had. The blue black one—I can't remember the name of it—but it's the one that lets you stack your deck. Oh, the the blue one was. Fuck! I wish my pictures would load. Well, well, if, if my if my if the album loads, I'll come back. The black one essentially says stack your deck. Yeah, but the the black one is it's all the removal. Yeah. For black 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 black, it's an enchantment. Two or a black, two or a black, two or a black. So it's three black or two mana for each black that you don't yeah. want to or can't pay. Yeah. And that, anything that ability destroys target permanent. And that's all it does, I think. Unless I added all of the removal. All the removal. Uh, Every three black mana you have is Vindicate. <laughs> the, the, uh, the red one is called Aldi's. Aldi's. That's a, uh, it's even spelled as the, the Maestro, Pat Chapin, and uh, Spruit did. That was kind of a thing to them. Uh, table flip. Uh, all D's draw any number of cards and then discard that many cards minus three. Yeah. For red, 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 red. Uh, I'm not sure because it doesn't see play in any of my red builds. <laughs> um, and then for green, I have Magical Christmas Land. Magical Christmas Land. Which GGG, I, I believe, on the on that one? It, it costs four. I know it costs four. Is it? So it's quad green? I think it's quad green. Okay. But what it says is all of your lands allow you to... Tap them to search for a card and exile it. You, you, and then you tap, it, tap a land, search for a card, and exile it. All your lands gain this ability. Um, and then until until the end of turn. You can and then, cast those spells. And then until the end of turn, you pay one to put that card on the top of your deck. Or to put a card exile with it on top of your deck. Allowing you to pick use your lands, pick specific cards out of your deck. Or you can just use your lands. And put them on top. Or you can just use your lands to exile your lands. If you have enough lands. Well, they, they go to the bottom. The ones that you don't... The ones that you... I just won't shuffle anymore. Well, the, the ones the ones that that don't go back, they They're go back to your deck. Yeah, you can't just... They go on the bottom, so you just stop shuffling. <laughs> you just put your lands on the bottom and stop shuffling. But they're essentially gone. <laughs> but, uh, but that's Magical Christmas Land. In blue-white, I have Runner Runner, which is um, Scry X. If it's cast from your graveyard, gain X life with retrace. It doesn't have flashback. It has retrace. Super flashback. <laughs> and uh, in blue-black, I have the nuts, which allows you to... That's the one where you stack your deck, right? The well, it, it allows you to search for a gross number of cards. I think it's three or four and put them into your hand. Or oh, yeah. okay. if it's in your hand at the beginning of the game, you can basically pick a certain number of cards to be in your opening hand. Yeah. By exiling it. Yeah. Um, then in so most of these are unplayable and constructed. In constructed, most of them are unplayable. But they will make some interesting limited games. <laughs> interesting limited games. In red black, I have um, table flip. Table flip. Okay. Restart the game. <laughs> Put an emblem into play that says at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player loses two life or discards a card. Any player may pay four mana to destroy this emblem. So that that way it kind of gives that that way you don't just keep flipping the table. <laughs> um, and in uh, green white or red green is probably other than 
Windmill Slam, probably the best one. It is red, green, and then red, green, hybrid, red, green, hybrid. I think it's, is it at instant speed or is it a sorcerer? I don't even know what you're talking about. The Beats. The Beats. The Beats. It's <laughs> two red, green, hybrid, two red, it's two colors, red, green, hybrid, red, green, hybrid. No, it's not. It's red, green, red, green, hybrid, red, green, hybrid. Yeah, you're right. And what it says is, creatures, you, can, uh, creatures you control get plus four, plus four, trample, lifelink. You win the game. Every time I've cast that card, I won the it, game. It, it, it is the best overrun ever printed. Or ever designed, rather. Yeah. It, it, it costs four, right? Yes, it costs four. Red, green, hybrid, red, green, hybrid, red, green. Yes. <laughs> so you can't play it in mono red, you can't play it in mono green. That's kind of what I, what I put the red, green I played it in red, green. <laughs> But if, if when when you guys actually get a chance to see the cube as a whole, you'll understand how good red green is. I actually called the deck the beats. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the beats is it's insane. It gives. I forgot that that was part of the cycle. So there are two playable. No, no, no. no, no. I take. I, I, it's plus four, plus four. Trample, lifelink, um, hexproof, 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 and uh, something else. Because I, I have I have used it to protect myself. <laughs> But uh, and then the final is the final one is all the gas. All the all that. So there are three playable cards. All the gas, and what all the gas is is it's a good. it is green a, white enchantment. It's just green white enchantment. So it costs two. Um, for one mana, it is basically a Sylvan library. It's a it's a Sylvan top. It's a Sylvan library that you that you pay you pay one. And you... It's a, it's a combination between top and yes, seven it, I, I forget yeah, what so the exact... So you pay one mana to top. Yes. And then, then you can pay life to draw cards. Yes, to, to draw... But only during your upkeep. Yes, only during your At upkeep. At the beginning of your upkeep, you can pay one to top. Then you may pay life to draw cards. Yes. yes. So it's Sylvan top. <laughs> it's Sylvan top. <laughs> if I wasn't already... Say's library? <laughs> if I wasn't call, already calling it all the gas, that'd probably be the one. Sylvan Top of Sensei's Library. Um, a couple of other of a, a couple of other interesting cards that I'm very proud of um, that, that I want to talk about out of it is one one of them is called uh, it's Ridian. It's a Planeswalker. Uh, Ridian oh, Reaper of Souls. All of his abilities are roll downs. But he goes up but, when a creature dies. Yes, but he goes up when a creature dies. But his abilities, for example, his it's minus one each player sacrifices a creature. Minus three. Put a creature from your graveyard onto the battlefield. It gains haste. Sacrifice it at the end of turn. So it doesn't exile it, so you can do it again. Exactly. And then his final ability is Liliana Vess, essentially. Because he is a reaper, so he needs to have all the souls. He is a reaper of souls, from what I hear. He is a ginger of... Ginger reaper? <laughs> Ridian the Ginger Reaper. Um, but anywho, um, and then another card that that I am I am really really proud of was, and honestly, I'm kind of sad that none of the decks that I wanted it to be played in, like at least from a constructed standpoint, 
it will see play in them it's is Lilith yeah she's kinda she's she's good enough to where you're gonna you're gonna first or second pick her she's a limited she's a limited all star she's a limited all star she doesn't quite make it into the constructed role because she she doesn't have an ultimate she rolls up gain she's she's also an aggressively casted white planeswalker that doesn't play well in white aggressive decks because there are no white aggressive decks so and even if there were she wouldn't be good in them because all of the other value cards on three you'd want would be better than playing a planeswalker she doesn't do anything aggressive either um, but she's a three three loyalty for three um, plus one gain life equal to the number of loyalty counters on her. Minus three is Swords to Plowshares, or it's Swords to Plowshares for a non-Planeswalker permanent. Yes. Non-Planeswalker, non-land, I think. I can't remember. But it's it, she can't she can't punk Planeswalkers for three mana. Yeah. Um, I mean, essentially, she would kill herself, but and then she goes minus four to wrath. Yeah. So if you play her, gain four, and then next turn you can wrath, or you can play her, gain four, gain five, wrath, keep or, her around. Or she's a three mana swords. Or you, or she's a three mana swords. Or you go play her, roll her up, swords keeper. Like I kind of wanted her to do control things, but she's not good enough to make the control decks. Yeah, and she's not aggressive at all, so she doesn't make the aggressive decks, even if there was White Weenie, which there's not. Which I was, I tried to do it, it's just there wasn't enough design space. Yeah. Like, we only, I only did 400 cards. Well, just under 400 cards. White Weenie's there, it's just not good enough. It's not good enough on its own. It's not good enough on its own, given the better... I've already, in our playtesting, I've already shown Chris Laws the power of mono red and red green in aggro. And John in mid-range. Yes, John mid-range is pretty sweet, even though I don't think it needs the black, but John aggro is better than the mid-range. The, gods, the John god is really good. But, um, yes, I also I printed... Which one he is. I printed Ares. Is it Ares? Yes. Yeah. I printed, I printed a... Um, I printed Ark gods. Each of them cost three, but require a loyalty of nine to become dudes. Within the wedge. Within the wedge, yes. So if as, as long as I have devotion to red, green, or black of nine or more, he's a dude. And of course, he counts towards himself. And they're so not they're, as good as the normal gods if they're not creatures. Yes. These gods really, really want to they be really, creatures. They really shine when they're creatures because I was I was very unimpressed with how you how seldom you wanted the Theros gods to be creatures. Like, I wanted people to see these and go, I want to make that. How can I, I turn this thing apart? Yes. Um, but, and I have one five-color god, which I'll get to here in a minute. Ridiculously hard to turn on. But if you turn him on, he's ridiculously good. Um, so, our first god is the Bant god. Is He's Odin. Is he? He's, yeah, that's that's Odin. Okay. Um, and I think, I forget what the fuck they all do, honestly. The only one I remember that I've remotely remember is Ares. He's the Jun God. He puts counters on your creatures. When you're when a creature enters the battlefield. It's a one one counter. If he's a creature it gets two one one counters. It gets two plus one plus one counters and he does I think he does something else. Yeah. Or he has some other ability. Um, like I said, all this guys, I haven't looked at my cube in a couple I of weeks. I haven't seen it in a couple of weeks either. We stopped um, playing it for a while. Because we just got busy doing other stuff. Um, and we had a pretty good grip on 
unstand unconstructed. <laughs> yeah, so and we we could we, we couldn't really go any further within the limited realm. But um, but basically, if you turn him on, he now becomes a seven-five indestructible for guy three. for three. That makes all of your dudes bigger. Yeah. Oh, they gain haste too if he's a dude. Yep. And the the hat trick with Ares is you go. I have Goblin God in the set. I have a one one man of five five. Oh God! When he when he's not at five five for long. When he attacks or blocks, you put a minus one minus one counter on. He never blocks. He never blocks. He never blocks. But he's a one man of five five. Four you three you two you one. And I have a don't I have a one mana green guy too? One mana two two. A one mana two two. That's just just a one mana two two. Just vanilla. So you go turn one that guy. One of those one drops, and then you go turn two. Tons of good options. Turn putrid leech. Putrid leech. I I made another putrid leech, which costs Phyrexian mana uh, instead of three. But he costs one Phyrexian green. Phyrexian you can cast black. him. You can cast him on turn one, but his cost you. Four but all of his colored mana costs can be paid with life. Yeah. So you have that guy that you can play on to, or you can go turn to um, blight leech something else. But this is a slower deck. This is a John built around. Ares type of Yes, and then turn three you go Ares, and then I have a card called Garrick's Huntmaster. This guy is fucking insane. If, if I can remember exactly what he said, I would tell you. Um, he's 4-4 four, four, haste, four, four, haste, haste. Trample Haste Riot for four. What Riot is... He may not trample. I think he tramples. He's 4-4 four, four, Trample... Yeah, he is Trample Haste Riot. Riot is whenever this creature attacks, creatures attacking with it get plus Plus one, plus O, oh, and trample. Yeah, I thought it was plus one, plus one before reworking it. We might need good. to rework it because it's too good. Because if I it's, have, because if, if I have three riot triggers, my dudes are unkillable in combat. Yeah, it's plus as of now, it's plus one, plus one, and trample. Yes, plus one, plus one. So he's a four, four for four with haste, trample, riot. So you go turn one, one drop. Turn two, blight leech, one drop. Or hell, if you want to, go blight leech, blight I still, leech. I still think if you're going to play one drops and two drops. You just go green red, and then you try to curve into the beats and kill them. No, but, but what I'm saying is, then you like go turn three, you go turn three Ares, turn four, play play Garrick's Huntmaster. Garrick's Huntmaster gets bigger because of the uh, because of Ares. But when he comes in, Ares becomes a creature before his trigger resolves. Yeah. So he becomes, so he be, a, six, he becomes six. a six six. Attack him. Then the next turn, you could go land one drop. The next turn, <laughs> you have a six. Six with trample, haste, and riot. You have a seven five. You have a that's now getting popped by riot, <laughs> and now has trample. Because is there a next turn? I don't know. There is, but essentially, that that is the the jund aggro list that is is pretty sweet. I know I've dumped a lot of a lot of cards on you from the cube that you guys will have to write down if if you want to look at them. But once once I have we everything set up, dot, we need to put the dot MSE or at least a text spoiler, something like that. Or I, I, like like I said, when, when I get what home, we could do is if you guys have Magic Workstation or go get Magic Workstation, we will put up a um, a file. If you guys know how to download our episodes on our Facebook page, yes, we'll do it the same way. It'll be a folder, a zip file. It'll contain the text spoiler and the card images. That way, you can put the set into Magic Workstation.
I do have all of them posted. They are all posted. They are all posted because I have Cube version 1.0 with but 381 images. If they have to play with it, what they need is the text oh, yeah, folder yeah, yes, and the I, card folder. Yeah, I, and then I, I, all you have to do is, if you know how to put things in the Magic Workstation, put it in the Magic Workstation like it's a new set, and you will have access to the Cube. So now, now that I have it, let, let's talk about a few a few other cards. Sure. Uh, so first of all, I, I printed a cycle of mana artifacts, the altars. Yes. Uh, that, that I have not played at all. They cost two or one or a specific color. Yeah. So they could be paid with two colorless mana or like blue or a single white, for example. They tap to add one mana of the, the respective color and they, they make spells by that color. They shrink spells and ability of that color by one colorless. Is it colorless or one of that color? Colorless. Oh. By one colorless less. That's awesome. Well, it's kind of awesome, but then kind of not. I didn't want to make it too busted to make you be able to cast Garrick's Huntmaster on three. But then again, I wanted to make oh, yeah, it no, cost down bad. two. Yeah. Yeah, it'd yeah be, they'd be too good then. Yeah. I, I mean, I never played the cards anyway. They seem okay in limited. And then one of the one of the key linchpin of the Oops All Spells deck is a uh, the the new decree. Decree of Oblivion. That card is ridiculous. Exile for what, seven? It's seven mana. Black, it's black and white. It's like yes. three black, black, white, white. Yes. Exile all non-lands. All for one black, white, you can cycle it to exile a non-land. <laughs> so you just cycle it. Cycling it becomes... Yeah, because Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now is just one black, one white, white, black. One, no, no, white, one white, white, black, black. It's five mana. Yes. Exile all the things. Non-lands. Yes. So you play four of that to just completely wipe the board. And then you play four of the other spell to cycle or later in the game to be your fifth or sixth Apocalypse Now. Yes. Um, and it's full of counter spells and one-for-ones and then you've got the Master Removal. I think I played two Supreme Verdicts. Something like that. I, I did reprint Supreme Verdict. Um, and then I made sure... There, there's a couple of other like not control things that I did reprint. I know you're hearing about all the control things I reprinted. but you said Goblin Guide. Well, Goblin Guide... Um, Skyshot Claim is in there. Uh, tooth and Nail. There are some goodies. There, there, there are some some goodies in there. Yeah. Snapcaster Mage. Snapcaster Mage. We've already mentioned. I mean, it can be control, but then again, it can be like a, a, a combo-ish. I'm not playing it loops all spells because I exile all spells. Well, I exile permanents. Yeah, so you don't so, you don't really care. Like, I think there's a one-off temple. I may not even cut the temple. I may just actually be all spells now. <laughs> like it started out as a temple and a etherling. Oh, it does have one etherling because you can blink it out before you wipe the board. Yeah. So, so I kill you. Aetherling, my favorite creature yeah. of all time. So by you the can way. kill with besides Aether. Riku. You can kill with the one of Aetherling, or you can just activate your man lands and beat them to death. And the man lands are all fucking sweet. They're I'm proud. Of them. No, they're dual. Lands. They're dual. They're dual lands. But I'm proud of them. I, I'm I'm very very proud of, of what I was able to accomplish with them. All the man lands, just the like this white one's my favorite. <laughs> just like just like Zendikar, they they come in tapped. They tap for one of either color, but they also have a triggered ability. God. I love the blue-black one. The blue-black the blue black one is whenever you cast a non-creature spell, mill, right? No, 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 not that one. That's the black-white one. I like the, I like the one that draws, whenever you draw a card, gain a life. Yes, that is the that is the blue-white blue one. Oh, is it blue-white? The blue-black one is mill. Yeah. The black-white one is whenever a creature you're an opponent controls attacks, it gets minus one, minus zero. That's my turn. favorite. It's, that Jay, it's Jay's architect of thought on a land. Yes. Whenever a creature attacks, minus one, minus 
Anderson. There was a play, like, I was playing against him. He was playing, he's playing Esper Control. I was playing Esper Oops All Spells. And I was on the man, I was on the Manland plan. That completely went away because he had three shrink lands in play. <laughs> Which and I killed him with. I, I tried racing him with my Aetherling, but with three land triggers, my Aetherling was maxing out at four power. Well, and not only that, but the that particular land, it's called Moon Hollow Revenant. Yeah. And it costs three to activate, and it becomes a 1-1 with lifelink and death touch. Which means my Aetherling couldn't attack anymore without having to immediately be booped out of play, which means I couldn't actually kill his lands. <laughs> so he won that race quite easily. Like, if he attacked me with his lands, I would crash in, but it has lifelink. So I would crash in and pop all my mana to make the Aetherling a 4-1. And then you would I gain three life. I would gain two and then I would hit you for four, and then you would gain three, and then I would hit you for four, and you would gain three. But uh, I, that's I, the I, only game Oops All Spells has ever lost. By but the way. I, I do encourage you. Um, I will, I will link it either on our Facebook page or somewhere, um, and I do encourage you to check it out because it is really sweet. But um, I think the best way to see the see the cube is to just add you on Facebook. You, you feel free to add me on Facebook uh, if you want. If you can find. All of non stalkers, please add us on Facebook. You would be surprised how often or how hard it is to find me on Facebook. Chris Laws. How many Chris Laws are there? Or, or you could add me through our running gauntlet page. No, no, how hard is it to find Chewy? Find Chewy? <laughs> We're there. Somewhere. But uh but yeah, feel free to if add Chewy, me. If and Chewy's check not it out. private, I don't know if Chewy's private or not. If Chewy's not private, we're on his friends list somewhere. But uh, but I think it's time let's, let's wrap it up and talk talk some about the that's, that's more your thing. Uh, but uh, let's uh, talk about wrapping it up here. If you want to uh, follow us on Facebook, you can at facebook.com slash running the gauntlet. Or is it run the gauntlet? I can't fucking remember. <laughs> it's in the show notes. <laughs> if we have show notes. Dicking it up. We're <laughs> totally dicking it up. You can tell it's been a while. Um, you can... You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash You can also find us on Twitter at run the gauntlet. We got that one. <laughs> you could email us at runningthegauntlet at hotmail.com if you wish. Or you can catch us, hopefully from here on out, every week on MTG Cast as well as iTunes under Running the Gauntlet. For, and as always, and as you can get us earlier on Facebook. If you follow us on Facebook, so I encourage you to do that. It's a great reason to follow us on Facebook because it goes up we use Mediafire to upload it to Chewy, but we also give it to you the same time we send it to Chewy. Exactly. So it takes Chewy a couple days to get it up, but if you're on Facebook, you already have it. Exactly. So as always, for Chris Kennedy, I am Chris Laws. Keep playtesting, keep deck building, keep making it fun, and keep running the gauntlet. Thank <laughs> you.